From Snakes and Lattes, Toronto's premier board game cafe, this is The Snakes Cast, a weekly podcast where the game gurus of Snakes and Lattes discuss what it is about games that make them worth playing. With your host, Jonathan Moriarty. Welcome to The Snakes Cast, everyone. Uh, if you hear a lot of noise in the background, please excuse us. We've got some randos going on this week. Um, joining me this uh, this week's episode is Sean Jackman. Hello. And Kristen Travis. Hello. And we are going to talk about something that comes out all the time at Snakes and Lattes. We're going to talk about kids' games that grown-ups love. Now, okay, kids' games are for kids, right? So why do grown-ups like kids' games? What is this mystery? How does this happen? Guys, do you like kids' games? Absolutely, yeah. I love for kids' sure. games. Yeah. What are some of your faves? Why do you like them? Um, for me, uh, Gulu Gulu is a really excellent one. Uh, uh, Gulu Gulu is a game that's kind of a holy grail for aficionados of kids' games, folks. Uh, it's, there are rumblings of it coming back into print, we don't know. Um, it's, 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 it's great because people with little fingers are really good at it. You're reaching into this well. bowl to pull out these little eggs, which means the grown-ups don't have to pull the punches. They can play as hard as they want, and the kids will still beat them at it. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a fun one. I mean, it is, uh, at its heart, really a dexterity game, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it it is it is fun to sit around and be a bunch of adults with big stubby fat fingers trying to <laughs> trying to do something that you know if you had these delicate little hands that kids had, uh, you know you'd be so much better at it. So I mean that's a fun one, um, Kristen. I love uh, chicken cha cha cha. Yay! Uh, I love that one, and I love. Pretty much the entire Hava line. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, those, the, the ones that come in, those are those yellow boxes. Great yellow boxes. Yeah. Um, probably one of my favorites is Animal Upon Animal. Oh, everybody on staff loves that game so yeah. much. Yeah. Or Tear Off Tear. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's, it's a Jenga type game where you're stacking up these awesome wooden animals, trying not to let them fall over. Um, great stuff. So good. So, um... All right, so what, what to, why would some people not really like kids' games? Are there actually grown-ups out there? Do they exist? Who would not actually like kids' games? Oh yeah, like I mean, I think that I think that there are people who, like certainly people who consider themselves hardcore gamers, uh, <laughs> might find themselves to be game snobs against, uh, you know, even adult games that they felt didn't uh, require the certain skill that uh, that the games they like do. Right. They, they, they might look down on something like I guess Risk or I, absolutely right. And so I mean, they're certainly probably going to poo-poo a uh, a kids' game, you know, if they you know don't take it for the kind of just whimsical joy that you can get out of having having fun with it, you know? I guess that's not really what they're looking for. Exactly. It's not the, the gaming experience they want to have. Kristen, have you ever met a grown-up who didn't like kids' games? Uh, I've had some people offended that, I, that I've told them that they should play kids' games before, which um, is really sad because they're so great. <laughs> um, but when... I can't think of... Other than, like, like what he said, hardcore gamers, I can't think of any Steaks Lattes customers that I've sat down and been like, you should play this, it's really great, where they've been like, oh, actually, this is pretty terrible, I don't want to be... What's, uh, well, some... they just didn't like that one particular game. I suppose either. it could be. What, uh, can, can you, did they tell you anything about why it was that it wasn't uh, working for them? Well, it's, it's, it's case by case. Like, right. um okay, maybe you didn't like Animal Upon Animal, but you would like a different type of children's game. I think uh, so many people are attracted to them because of the fact that they are whimsical, easy. Um, they uh, they tend to be games that are focused on things that aren't long-term intense strategy. Right. Um, so Plus, they look so cool. They're yeah. so cute. Yeah. They're awesome. The bits are... Eh. 
so here's a question for you. Um, some kids' games, I find, get super intense when grown-ups play them. You mentioned Chicken Cha-Cha-Cha a little while yeah. ago, Kristen. Yeah. That's one that I've noticed. Grown-ups play that sucker, they will lean in. They'll, you'll hear from like several tables away going, oh, when somebody uh, picks up a, uh, a piece. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a memory game where you've got these amazing chunky wooden chickens dan you know, racing around the track trying to catch up to the other one so they can steal their tail feathers. It's really just a, me just a memory game. But while others, like Sorry Sliders, which is the bastard love child of Sorry and Curling, where you're flicking pieces into this right. bullseye in the middle of the board like a curling thing, trying to flick the other people's out, people pieces out, they usually get to stay pretty relaxed with that. Um, have you guys ever noticed this about some kids' games that girls oh, yeah. get really into, or others that they uh, that they just tend to relax with? Um, whenever uh, you know, we don't always have one on the floor because they get damaged so quickly. But uh, hungry, hungry hippos. I mean, <laughs> I like you know, you you get kids playing it and they get pretty intense. But uh, mm -hmm. adults playing hungry, hungry hippos is is very, very crazy to see. Like they, they really get the into point, it. Yeah. It got to they the point where we actually had to take that off the floor. Yeah, yeah. they would yeah. break it or it would just be too intense. Where like we. Can't, can't have this, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, uh, that, I mean, it's such a simple concept. Just slap down on that little black handle as quick as you can. Eat as many of those little uh, marbles as you can. But it's, uh, I mean, you get a, you get a couple of grown-ups playing that game, and it's. Uh, They're you know, the a gloves bit stronger come than kids. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we, we can still sell you a copy, but we can't keep it on the floor. Yeah. It just gets destroyed too yeah. fast. Yeah. Um, any, any, any others that uh, that get grown-ups super involved? Uh, I think anything that has something that they think that they should be able to do better than children. Right. So, so all these games are designed for the minds of chi a child. So I should be able, because I'm older, I should be able to do this better. It it shouldn't be hard. It should be I should be able to do it better than anybody else. I should be able to uh, be more effective than let's say a child. Right, so something like Candyland or Snakes and Ladders, where you're not really involved, you just roll the die and do what it says, mm -hmm. draw a card, do what it says. This, they're sort of off the hook, and they can sort yeah. of relax. Uh, but uh, anything like Connect Four, yeah, though, yeah. Right. that's they're gonna get intense about that, or Chicken Cha Cha Cha, or uh, or Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what are some of the uh, the 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 the, uh, the older games, the older children's games that you see getting played a lot at Snakes and Ladders? Guess Who. Guess Who is a big one. Like, I mean, we, we do have a lot of first dates there, and, like, uh, Guess Who is, like, a classic uh, for people to go to for that one. Why is that one so popular? Why Guess Who? Uh, what I think it is is that um, people will go up to the game wall, and they will know Guess Who. They know how to play that immediately. And, you know, some people are hesitant to have a game taught to them or to learn something new, and so they go with what is familiar, what they can be playing within a few moments. And I mean, again, like if you are there on a date or something like that, it is a game that you can kind of converse over as well. Like you, you don't have to focus all of your attention to the game. I mean, the game really is is just a yes or no uh, question answer it's subjective guess yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Fun. <laughs> me and my friends thought we invented that, but the amount of people who like have have talked to me about that. It's like, uh, is your person a used car salesman? Yes. <laughs> is your person, you know, did your person get fired from his job <laughs> today? Yeah. 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 So uh, all right, so that, I guess that's part of the reason why that one uh, goes on. Guess who? Battleship is another one. Mm. I mean, everybody knows Battleship. I mean. 
I'm sure that the popularity of Battleship in our store was uh, a direct result of the 2002 hit Liam Neeson Ugh. film, bringing it back into the what? public consciousness. I'm Have I ever lying. mentioned how much I hate you, Sean? <laughs> 2002? 2012. Two yeah, the Rihanna one. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm. That is that is a lie. No, I mean people people know Battleship. I mean this this is the reason that people play kids' games when they come in. Why adults play kids' games when they come in is that. Uh, you know, first of all, they're overwhelmed by, you know, 2,500 games uh, <laughs> when they come in, and their eyes are drawn to something familiar. I mean, many of these classic games we have are in uh, the, the classic boxes and stuff. Like, so, some of the games we have are in these uh, newer, uh, new release yeah. boxes. Yeah, exactly. But um, if, if you recognize a box, immediately your brain is going to like that. That's you know? an old copy of Battleship we yeah. have on that shelf. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I think that people are drawn to that. And, I mean, maybe they'll play around a Battleship and as they're playing that game, they'll look around uh, at the other tables and, uh, and see people having a great time playing something else and they'll be like, that's what we're gonna try next time around. So yeah. I have no problems with people uh, playing games for those nostalgia factors. So uh, what are some new up and coming games that, uh, that have shown up a bit more recently that you see uh, possibly uh, be becoming big? Ooh, well, there are some that I really hope will become big. All right, which ones uh, are those? I really like the Magic Labyrinth. I was gonna say that. Oh, so cool. <laughs> yeah, the Magic Labyrinth. You build a maze uh, and then put a board on top of it so you don't know where the maze uh, where the maze walls are, and you're trying to get um, to the different points depending on what token you're trying to get. Because there's different symbols all, all around the board. If you can get there first, you capture the token. But if you run into a maze wall and lose your marble, um, then you have to start over from the beginning. It's so neat. It's a maze with invisible walls mm -hmm. and this really clever gimmick with a magnetic marble that drops when you hit a wall. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, one that uh, that I'm crazy for is Chateau Roquefort. Did you guys ever used to play The Amazing Labyrinth? Yes. yes. Som sometimes that one's a nostalgia factor for some people. Uh, only people who had particularly cool parents or cool friends right. uh, go looking for that one. But we, we do see, uh, some, some, uh, in some cases, people like Sean was talking about, uh, you know, people going for that because they remember it. Uh, it's, it's a maze made of these little tiles, and on your turn you're going to take the extra tile and you're going to slide one of the rows or columns of tiles so that the uh, so that another one gets pushed out and it changes the configuration of the walls and you get to you, you, can, you can go as far as you want there's no rolling dice you can always travel as far as you like but you can't go through the walls so you got to arrange these things so you can move and get where you're trying to get to uh, take that set it in a dilapidated old castle with these sliding floors and stuff hidden by uh, different buildings that you can take the roof off and say ooh look what's inside and move around with four cute little colorful mousies and try to collect cheese, and you've got Castle Roquefort, yeah. or Chateau Roquefort. It's fantastic. It deserves to be huge. Well, I think, anyway. You guys ever playing Chateau Roquefort? Mm -hmm. I no? really want to learn that one. I have I've seen it, not played it, and it's just one of those ones that... Uh... Uh, with, with so many games to learn, it's one of the ones that's fallen through the cracks. It's, there's, there's so many new games that come in every week, not even the gurus can keep up on them all. Yeah. Uh, that, that's one that I really hope gets huge, but uh, I hate to say it, I don't really... Uh, see it getting that big, uh, as big as it deserves to be. Uh, Christian, can you can you see anything on the horizon that might sort of join the uh, the canon of Candyland and Snakes and Ladders and Connect Four anytime soon? Ooh, see that's that's hard because of the fact that so many great children's games are are starting to come out that mm -hmm. um, one one parent might be attracted to let's say this box at the toy store, one other parent might be attracted to let's say this box. Mm. Um, 
that there's not going to be this one game that is going to sell crazy wildfire over others. I guess it's kind of about marketing at this point, yeah. isn't it? I'm I'm really happy. I must say that uh, the games that are coming out these days are being made with like really nice components and with mm. thoughtful uh, learning tools for kids. As as opposed to um, when I was growing up, uh, a lot of the games, uh, although like nostalgically I really liked them, um, you know things like Crocodile Dentist or Don't Wake Daddy right. were these you know big plastic things that didn't have much <laughs> game to them. But the gizmos were cool. The gimmick was there. The, the gimmick was there. I just, I just feel like in terms, of, that's what it was. Was a gimmick. Right. You know, you're just waiting for that uh, thing whereas, to go. Whereas off. the kind of stuff that we're talking about here, the these uh, these kids games that we go crazy for, they they marry the gimmick to the game. Right. So you actually get both. Ones. And uh, I guess what we're really hoping for is that uh, is that today's. Uh, you know, modern sort of games will become tomorrow's nostalgia items and kids mm -hmm. who get started with... Uh, it may be that, uh, that it's a bit too late for a lot of the grown-ups today to get the sort of nostalgia value from these sorts of games. Uh, but, the, but the kids today, hopefully, will get access to some of the stuff, along with the classics like Candyland and Connect Four and Guess Who. I mean, why not? Um, but uh, it's, it, the most important thing, I guess, is uh, if you're coming into Snakes and Lattes, you're a grown-up, don't, uh, don't feel like you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't be able to play kids' games. Don't feel like you should be embarrassed about that. We all do. Yeah, we embrace it. We love these things, and for good reason. They're easy, uh, they're clever, they're fun, they're exciting, they're durable, they're pretty. The best kids' games have a lot to offer, even the most discerning adult. And we hope we'll get to show you some of our favorites the next time you come in to see us. Until then, thanks for listening to the Snakes Cast. Uh, I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Kristen Travis and Sean Jackman. Game on. Hi. And thanks for listening. We'll have a new Snakes cast for you every week at snakesandlattes.com. In the meantime, you can follow us through your favorite social networking sites, such as Facebook and Twitter, or best of all, meet our gurus in person at Snakes and Lattes in Toronto. Until then, this is P.T. Douglas. Game on.